Welcome to another super exciting episode of Critical Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Rick the Rizzo, along with my co-host, The Mig One. And this is a critical look at all things TV, movies, gaming, upcoming creators, and whatever the hell we free like talking about. So buckle up and grab the old poop bar and enjoy the ride. Did you just say poop? Exciting episode of the freaking Critical Thinking Podcast, episode 162, Back Underground. Back on the ground. That's right. Underground. We can't be above the ground too much. There's too much COVID out here. I wouldn't start doubting that if we start building underground shit just to keep the COVID above. Then again, you're going to have people going to sit there. Oh, I don't got COVID. They come down underground and ah, fuck it all fuck up. You're right. Okay. Welcome to the new San Andreas where <laughs> all the restaurants are Taco Bell. Hello, San Angeles. I'd change this fucking San Andreas. <laughs> we ain't trying to get sued. <laughs> Damn it, man. Come on, you're killing me. Fine. Episode. You, you don't know your movies, do you? No, I know my movies. I know my movies. I know which ones has The Rock and which ones don't have The Rock. That's all you need to know. Which one were you talking about? I was trying to reference the one with Dennis Larry. Not Dennis Larry. Yeah. No. Does have Dennis Larry. Yeah. yeah, there's Larry and my man Stallone and Benjamin Brad. And that was and San Andreas. Bullock. Yeah. That, that's or San Angeles. Yeah, I know, but that's Demolition Man. See, yes. I know my movies, fool. Fool. Don't get me started. You're the San Andreas. Like, what's this, the fault movie? In the <laughs> I'm just saying, with everything going around, man, you never know, man. There might be a fault under your house. We do have a fault in Texas. It's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, welcome to episode 162. As you can tell, I'm a little bit on the high end of energy. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good, even though I got a massive headache. Why the hell am I screaming, man? I don't know. Oh, hang on, let me take a sip of this. Pure Leaf Tea, brought to you by... <laughs> well, I, you know, honestly, Miguel's over here oh, really excited because uh, his son. Yeah, I'm kind of excited. My son may be committed to another school, but we're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> we're going to talk about what's important. Rick's rash. I ain't got no rash. Oh, you got rivet? <laughs> I just like fucking with my man Rick here. You know how it is. No, I'm excited because, ladies and gentlemen, after hours and hours of agonizing pain, torture, and slow, slow wit ban and all this other stupid shit, we're finally back on the YouTube. Yeah, as our podcast audio stuff with the little picture and everything. I mean, you can listen to it on YouTube. Just don't watch it because this is one fucking picture the entire time. Yeah, so you're not going to see our beautiful faces on there, but you can't hear our sentry voices. Succulent, whatever I was Did you say succulent? Yeah, that's not the word. You can be the succulent guy. <laughs> I'll be the, the temptation, the 1-800. Girls of many nations. <laughs> Name that movie, bitch. Girls of many nations? Yes. I don't know that one. <gasps> Distinguished gentleman, you still haven't seen that movie? I'm not as much as... Okay, have. clearly we need to buy that movie on Voodoo. It's not there. Damn. Kyle already tried to. Jesus. Jesus. H. Christ. I tell you what, it's hot in this house. And we got the air on. I'm comfortable. That's because you're under the fan, you bastard. <laughs> but anyway, I'm starting to feel like this episode's going to foul. Going to rough. Going to ruse. Going to luge? Well, the foul is not spelled that way. No? Well, you know, I spell color with a U. Cooler? Cooler. <laughs> it's color. Kula. 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 <laughs> Put another shrimp on the barbie. Oh, that's the wrong accent. <laughs> well, anyways, we'll give a, a reason why he says it's a foul is because uh, we're going to give our movie review of Artemis Fowl that's on Disney+. Plus. Yes, a very good movie. 
very decent movie. Ah, oh, that movie's shit. What the hell? <laughs> Who said that? I mean, it was it was a pretty good movie. We recommend everybody watch it. We'll give it a little bit of review on that. Uh, we can do a little quick roundtable. Uh, All right. Miguel, let's start. Well, I'm going to start off with this. Where are your shoes, man? In my house. I don't have that on. You always take off yours. I know, but this floor is deadly. I've gone home with like seven splinters in my foot once a day. I don't slide on the floor. I pick up my feet and walk. I do pick up my feet. I still got stabbed. I think this floor is evil. It just is you. What do you mean it's me? You, <laughs> you even slid it on with your ass and got a st- oh, splinter on ass. One day, uh, I should have known better than do that. <laughs> but anyway... No reason why I was Taylor Swifting across the floor. But uh, my round table, let me tell you. Worms? Huh? Nothing. What? (laughs) My week was pretty slow. I did some work here and there, took some calls, you know, went home, and the rain was just really kind of a down thing. And then, of course, now the COVID stuff's gotten even crazier, so now we're going back on lockdown. Now i got to wear a mask when I come to Rosenberg. Yeah, and when I go into Houston. Yeah, I know. So it hasn't happened yet in Wharton, but i got a feeling that's about to come out. You know, it's, it's... uh, Grant, I'm no Karen, man. I ain't gonna walk around like I, I got health problems. I can't be breathing this mask. I know that's a bunch of crap. But anyway, yeah. So it's just been work, work for me, and you know, taking care of the grandson this weekend. Went swimming again. I had to clean the pool a little bit, a little slimy, but it's all good. It's like swimming in the lake with green water. But okay. the water was still clear, bro. It was still clear. I could see, I could see my tooties. It was all good. You don't have any filtration? Yeah, I had it, but you know what happened with all that rain back to back to back to back to back days, and then my pool cover got. The wind blew it into the freaking pool because it's too big. And even with the strap down, it doesn't hold it down. The wind still blows. For some reason, this time around, I think because we cut many limbs down on the trees and everything, the wind flows through there like a freaking tunnel. So it's like a wind. It just blows everything the hell away. So we went and got these clamps from Walmart the other day. I use it now. I have four clamps to keep the thing on the pool cover on there. But anyway, the pool cover got in the water. And then it had the chlorine, but it was getting to that point that I had to shock it now and everything else. So And the rain pushed me behind everything else. And then it added about that much water into the pool. God <laughs> dang. Because, you know, you got at a certain line. Now it's almost all the way to the top. So he says about like, uh, he said actually about a foot and a foot yeah, and half. Yeah, a lot of water. He's all using his hands knowing that nobody knows what he's yeah, showing. I'm, I'm telling you, so you can tell him. you the size guy. What is, you know, that's not normal for you, but. Oh, <laughs> that's about six inches. <laughs> that's about a foot. Well, okay, thank you. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were talking about that. It's you know, the little pinky. Hey, come on now. <laughs> but anyway, so that was my week. And you know, I cleaned it out, put some more cor- Corona, put, put some more chlorine <laughs> in it. <laughs> I'm gonna kill that swamp shit. <laughs> so put some more chlorine in, it and it's good to go again. So I may shock it again tonight, uh, but it's good to go. It's still full, so I just gotta do a couple cannonballs and get the excess water to jump out. Ah, okay. Cannonball. <laughs> cannonball. Was cannonballing. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, that was yours. Well, I guess the last week I was at work and everything. We had to wear masks all the time and everything. Um, it was kind of funny. Towards the end of the week, uh, boss calls us and says, hey, uh, one lady that works with us, Rosa. Mm-hmm. You know, she was there. And Jean calls me up in the morning when I, you know, because I leave here and I get to work kind of early yeah. to take a little nap before I go in. And I was still in the car. And Jean calls me and goes, hey, is Rosa there? I said, I don't know. I'm in the car. And she goes, oh. Well, shit. He calls. Finally, Rosa calls him back, and and come to find you know, come to find out, Gene tells us that yeah, we had to send Rosa home. It's like what happened? It's like apparently she got in contact with somebody that had COVID. Oh shit! But the, it was on camera where they caught it, and I was like, oh. And he goes, but she had her mask on and everything. 
All right, she had her mask on, all everything like we're supposed to, gloves and everything. You know, so we, you know, we have all that stuff. You know, we got we always take precautions wherever we do. Even though there's hardly anybody in the goddamn building, we still in precaution. I got you, man. That shit ain't no joke. And so it was on like that, like that. But then when they finally noticed the the person that had it and that she got in contact with, it's already been twelve days. Jesus. Since it, and I was all like, so they wanted to quarantine her for the last remaining two days because you know it's like fourteen days. You're supposed to be in quarantine. It's already been twelve, and she hasn't got no symptoms or nothing. Oh wow! So it was like you know because she was covered up, mm-hmm. you know. But we we kind of understand what they wanted to do that for and everything, just to cover their butts and everything like that. So other than that, like I said, we were working there all week, and I was like, well, what about us? We've been working with her all week, but they said we only get in contact with that person and everything. But we were in contact with Rosa mm-hmm. and everything. But like I said, we all wear masks and everything all at work. Just to, just to understand, you don't matter. <laughs> Apparently. Well, anyways, so we, we all should be back next week and everything. Like I said, this week, I'm, you know, I'm off this week. Uh, but over the weekend, we took my niece back to Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma, well, the wind comes sweeping through the plains. And it was a long trip. It's Oklahoma, bro. Dude, it was four, four, fucking eight hours. It's Oklahoma, bro. Just to fucking get there. It's Oklahoma, bro. You know, I, I thought about it when we were driving up there. I was like, I was thinking about calling Matt so I'd finally get to actually meet him right, in person. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think Matt lives over there close to 45. Uh, he's somewhere in that area. I forgot what exactly, but you know, Matt wouldn't have been able to answer you because Matt still hadn't gotten his, his uh, results back yet. Oh, he's clear. I know, I know he's clear, but did he have it before? Yeah, then? he already had it. Okay, okay. I couldn't remember if he did or not. He might have he might have stopped by and then you would probably gave it to him and been fucked and been all over. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, yeah, we could have met Matt from Time Out Entertainment, you know. With I could have finally met him in person besides just through the fucking PlayStation. <laughs> but anyways, uh, like I said, I we're over there. We had a good time. You know, went to this new place called Patrons. I was like, tequila? <laughs> I know, right? It's not like a good drink. But it was actually the restaurant. It was a pretty good new one that started up over there in, in Tulsa. It's a new okay. restaurant. Mexican restaurant. Uh, mother had a big, ginormous glass of... Uh, Watermelon, margarita. watermelon margarita. I figured as much. Uh, and then our aunt went. This is the first time she ever been to Tulsa. Our aunt Sylvia, and so she was really just trying. You know, my mom, my parents took them sightseeing while I stayed at the hotel. I was like, I've seen everything, y'all. Can. I'm just curious when you're gonna take me, bro. You never want to go. You never ask. You never ask either. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask my way into your trip, bro. You got to be like, hey, cuz, you want to come? Say like, hell yeah, let's go. I'm like, we going to Oklahoma. You're like, oh. Could have said, man, can I join? Nah, see, again, that's me, and you know me stepping into your your vacation. You have to offer. I don't want to force my way into your plans. But then you all of a sudden you're like, well, I got my grandson. I can't go. Well, you know, there's some weeks he's not with me. So far, it's every weekend. He always wants to be with his grandpa. Well, you know, he does live next door. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, grandpa. Of course, they were laughing at what he did yesterday again. He uses Grandpa as a slide. Grandpa likes to sit on the floor when he plays his game, okay? So Grandpa got that belly to give him the exactly. good lift. Exactly. So sitting on the floor and leaning up against the couch. He comes up there, whacks me in the back of my head, says, put your head back. Puts my head back like that. Puts his butt on my face and just slides down. Damn, he said your head is bigger than your belly? No, he, slides, he slides all the way from here all the way down. And he, like, he goes, Wee! Oh. And he loves it. He'll go face forward, too. <laughs> He's like, what the hell, boy? He just, he, yeah. That's. I told you when I was fake sleeping, he walked up and he goes, 
Whap! Right in the eye. Wake up, Grandpa! <laughs> I wonder who teaches him this violent... I don't know. Man. It's not me, Brian. I'm the one on the receiving end. Why the hell would I teach him the violinist? I'm wondering where this is coming from. It's not coming from me. <laughs> but I did notice around here lately, he's been walking around. My, my wife would say something. He goes, nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I don't know where that's coming from. <laughs> uh, anyway, like, a like I said, we dropped off my niece and everything and uh, saw my my nephew. Called Uncle Rick. I told him, here's his birthday present. He was happy to see us and everything. Uh and then you know we came back and everything was fine. We stopped at well first time I had good Bucky's Bucky's uh, barbecue sandwiches. Nice. What'd you stop at? The Bucky's in Madisonville is where we got. Madisonville. Yep. I know where that's at. But there's three of them. There's one in Madisonville. Mm-hmm. There's one in Corsicana. Uh huh. And there's another one in Melissa. Nice. There's three Bucky's all in a row. You stopped at all three? Uh no, we stopped at the one in Corsicana on the way up. And on the way back, we're gonna on the way up. We're also gonna stop the one in Melissa, but my dad took a wrong exit, and because he had to go to the restroom, and I said, "Dad, it's, at, it's the Bucky's Boulevard exit," and he took the other exit. And he goes, "Oh, I thought it was this one." I was like, "No, Pop, it's that one over there." And so we ran into a racetrack, and he's like, "I gotta go." <laughs> <laughs> he didn't care. So he went into there, but then on the way back, we hit the the course was the course of Canada Bucky. You know it was. It was Corsicana where we got it. My bad. Okay. And we got it there, and then we made it all the way back. No problem. Uh, it was in Madisonville where we stopped to get more gas. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. But other than that, like I said, it was, a, it was a decent trip and everything, and then now we're back, and everything. Like, yesterday we didn't record like we normally do on Monday because I was still kind of trip lag, I guess you can say. I was tired. And Miguel over here looked like he about to fall asleep, too. I was dying, bro. I was dying. I'm still dying. <laughs> you know, like, I'm old. We both old. But anyways, are you ugly? I ain't ugly. <laughs> anyways, like I said, we're like we're back. We're here. We both saw Ar- Finally, he saw Artemis file. I watched it twice. He think he watched it once. Uh, honestly, I don't have that much news. All I know is that you know we're all happy that we're gonna have Michael Keaton back. We, uh, one sad news. Uh, Carl, what's his? What's the actor's name? Reiner. Reiner. Uh, right? Yeah, he passed away. Uh, I remember seeing him in. Not the actor, any producer. Producer and an actor. Also, he was also in. It was just in the movies we've been watching, uh, Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, oh, and Thirteen. Yeah, well, it was. Yeah, I don't remember him. <laughs> and uh, we saw them, and then other good news is that we're up and running on YouTube. Up and running, and here we go! Oh yes, hallelujah! We're swinging dicks everywhere now. Miguel was said that he was the one that was doing it and everything. I'm kind of watching him do it. What ends up, I'm going to have to uh, watch him do it again yeah. when we upload it again. And hopefully I can change up the pictures a bit or whatever and we can get a little bit more, a little, do something different on it. You know, I wonder, we could probably steal the stupid picture from the freaking thing that we use on uh, on uh, the pictures you attach to it when you put it on Twitter or whatever. You probably steal the picture or save the picture as and whatever and then place yeah. that away. Probably could, it's just going to take a little bit more time. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I can do all kinds of other things, but sooner or later, you're going to actually see a raw video of us recording the show, and that's what's going to be posted up there. You'll see the raw footage of us making the show, and then if you go to the, when you download from Anchor and all the other places for the to hear our pod, it'll be the edited version, but then you'll see the unedited on YouTube. I ain't doing shit raw with you, bro. What's wrong <laughs> with you? <laughs> uh, like I said, I have my, like I said, where the computer's up, and actually can, the camera's pretty good. It can catch us. And then we can also, I have the, the stand that we can put Miguel's phone on or my phone on. 
and we can do a Facebook Live and uh, Periscope and do a live show with y'all. Yeah, we could do that. That'd be pretty fun. Maybe but, you know, I future. think you lose some of you do it on Periscope, you do it live, and then you put it on there. People, well, no, I guess you get the people who didn't get to see it live. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I think and we should try that. We'll maybe try that next week. And then we, when we can try that, but what I want to do is, is when we do it is that hopefully we get a lot of y'all to watch it and interact with us, and we can ask y'all questions and everything and bring y'all part of the show that way. Aha. So I just want to kind of throw some stuff out there before we get into our autumn file stuff. Yeah. We know Carl Reiner passed away. You know, sorry to hear that. Uh, prayers to his family and everything else. But I kind of want to give you a little tease. Uh, working on it right now, I've been in contact with Miss Jamie O'Brien, who is currently a creative showrunner for NOS. For Ought To. Thank you. I was about to say it. Jesus, give me a chance. So we're working on trying to get her on the show, uh, possibly maybe some of the actors along the way. Uh, musician B. Wright, uh, American hip hop artist, uh, he will be joining us here hopefully sometime soon as well. Uh, he's from Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, he's doing pretty well for himself. Uh, and of course, we still have Faith Head. We need to get back on the Wildfire Singers. We need to return from Michaela Hay as she's already graduated. Still trying to get uh, Madison Rice back on or on period before she you know she went to Japan. She's back. Uh, but with you know the COVID and everything else, we understand people having issues, and you know everybody has issues. So we're working on getting more people on. So here down the road, you're going to see us having more interviews again, uh, which will make it a little bit. You'll hear. Not so much more of us crapping around anymore. It'll be, it'll be, you know, us and talking stuff and trying to be more informative for you guys as well. At the same time, uh, we should, and I do believe that, uh, I mean, I'm talking to my man, uh, made friends with another guy, Peter Ramatalotis. I might be butchering his name. I apologize, sir, if I said that wrong. Um, he's trying to get me to reach out to some people, you know, uh, reach out to Halilia Jones. You might know her. She's Eden from Lock and Key. Gonna reach out to her, Jesse Camacho from Lock and Key, Kevin L. Johnson, Ozark, Michael Muskie, and Trisha Renone from V Wars: The Void. These are all people he reps or he knows, and he's trying to get us so we can have them on our show. So these are people that we're looking actors that we're gonna hopefully have on the show for you down the road. So we're gonna bring you in more stuff, so you guys will be more, you know, get to see the new people coming out, new faces, and new new actors that are gonna be paving the way uh, as a lot of our old actors are moving on, as you know, into yeah. the great. Blue yonder or to the fiery abyss, depending on which way they go. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, I know where I'm going. St. Peter's holding the gate for me. That's all I'm saying. Are you sure you're St. Peter? No, it's St. Peter. I, uh, it's St. Peter. I, I got a res- reservation. <laughs> I called back in when I was young and got a reservation because I knew, I knew many years down the road I was going to be in trouble. <laughs> but anyway, Rick, let's give these people what they want to know. Let's give them the full bird. The full. The full bird. Isn't that what a fowl is? No, uh, no. Nah. All right, we're it's a bird, ain't it? Chicken. Well, this isn't the. I don't think it, is it spelled the same way. I don't know. F O W L. Yeah, I think F O W L. Man, look at this man. Man, I gotta be like, I gotta be like googling stuff, and you know, I'm not like just. I'm just like everything around here. Yeah, see, man, it's a bird, a Galatianus's bird kept for its eggs and flesh. What the fuck? A rooster or a hen? So it is a bird, but it's not the bird we're talking about. This is actually a person. She did a bird. Ah. So, we're not talking (laughs) about the bird. We're talking about Artemis. Artemis file. All right. Who wants to go first? Me or you? Well, first, let's give them the synopsis of the show. Okay. There's fairies. There's trolls. There's goblins. Dwarves. Dwarves. There's humans. There's treasure. There's artifacts. And then there's little men in black 
to it. <laughs> and both worlds are separate. They're yeah, and you know they kind of keep the well, the humans don't know the others. Yeah, but basically everybody else is trying to keep the humans from finding out about their existence. But certain people do, like Artemis Senior. Yes. So basically that's the whole thing. You know, Artemis Senior pretty much gets into some trouble. Artemis Junior has to come to the has to learn, come to grips with things, and pretty much has to take action. Yes. And that is the, kind of the synopsis of the, the quick synopsis. The quick synopsis. Other than that, what did you think of the movie like right off the bat? When well, you when you when you clicked it on and started watching it, like say good first twenty minutes. Well, the question. Uh, I mean, hang on, give me one second here. Sorry, I apologize. I was trying to get something set up here for you so I could so I could do this. Uh, I wanted to get the names and stuff because I didn't want to like butcher people's names, you know. Well, like I said, when I started watching it. I was like, all right, let's see if it's going to do like the books, because I've read a couple of the books. I haven't actually finished them all. Uh, it, no, Like I said, Artemis is not actually, everybody thinks, oh, he's a good guy. He does portray as a as a good guy, but he's actually a bad guy, because they, they do kind of steal the artifacts and everything to protect us from said fairies and everything like that. And then they also got to find the one big bad that wants to have the fairies and all the trolls and everything come and take over the world. Yeah, it's funny how Artemis Fowl, you know, senior or the first, or you want to call him, call him Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell. Which is a cool thing you got to use is a real accent. Uh, is a bad guy. He's a master criminal mind. But, but even the way he comes across, you don't think of him as being a bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They give you that, but you know he is. Uh, I haven't read the books like you, so it gave me that whole feel of like, huh. Is he a bad guy or is he a good guy? But then you make him out to be such a great father, and then you make him out not to be a father, and then everything else. All of a sudden, he's in trouble. Uh, he's a bad good. He's one of those tweener characters. Where you go good or bad, yeah. But you still root for him no matter which side he's on. Yes. And that's just crazy to me. But yeah, I mean, I. But then when you're introduced to Junior, the witches the books are based on. This kid is smart. Yeah, when he first popped up onto the screen, I watched him. And first of all, I'll give you a little quick, honest thing. You asked me what did I think of the movie. When I first saw the name, and I'm like, I don't know if I want to see this movie. I mean, yeah. I remember seeing the trailer. We talked about it a long, long time ago. But I didn't remember it. And so when I clicked it on, I was like, ooh, this movie looks like it's going to be gay. And I don't want to spend my time watching it. But I started. And, like, I was captured within the first ten minutes of the movie. One, because I was intrigued by the boy. Because he came across like he was an ass, almost. Yeah condescending ass which I actually kind of liked but it's how he did it and I thought he was kind of cool and then I, Colin Farrell when I saw him and he talked I was like oh okay and then he, as it went on I started getting more intrigued I even had what it was a Judy Dench right mm-hmm. it had great uh, and uh, uh, I didn't even know that was him uh, Josh Gad Josh Gad yeah that was one of the things that kind of made me uh, okay I'm going to watch this now because it was Josh Gad I was like hey it's Josh Gad <laughs> I, I think we I think maybe because I didn't see him with his glasses like he normally has. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know we don't want to go through the whole freaking movie. Uh, but as you know, Ferdia Shaw's Artemis Fowl II. Laura McDonald was Holly Short. Josh Gad is Mulch Diggums. Tamara Smart is Juliet Butler. And Nanzio Anuzi was Dom. Don't call him the butler. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Farrell's Artemis Fowl. Judy Dench was Commander Root. And then, you know, you don't got the bad guy. And you got the Senator, who was kind of funny, Nikish Patel. He yeah. was, he was this, the I love science guy. And then, you know, you have the power hungry lieutenant, who's, the, who's kind of like a 
a bad guy. He's like second command, even though you don't know. He was an ass. Yeah, he was. And you got the goblin chief, the sergeant. You got little people to play whatever. But anyway, all the characters in the show, I told you personally, talking a while back, three of the characters really stood out to me. Walter Diggums, which is Josh Gett. Josh Gad's character. He did most of the time. He was like doing the story. Yeah. He was, he was Morgan he was, Friedman. He was narrating. Yeah, he was Morgan Friedman. He got a pimple. And then, <laughs> and then I like Fowle Jr. and I liked Holly. I liked Holly. Uh, you know, those are my favorite characters in the show. Um, and Judy Dench was amazing. It's Judy freaking Dench anyway. I mean, Dame Judy Dench, excuse me. Uh, and I think another reason when I first started watching and I became more like when I started watching Yvonne I went back to see who directed it or who produced it and that's when I decided okay I'm going to watch this movie no matter what and that really changed my mind too it's directed by Kenneth Bragner yeah and you might know him yes. Sir Hilary Lockroy <laughs> but yeah so he uh, he was also in Henry V so and Hamlet and all that. He's a great guy, great actor, great thespian dude. I mean, just amazing. So he's to see him direct this meant it was going to be really good to me. And he brought a lot of good cinematic into. Oh, this. I thought so too. It was really good. I liked the scenery and I liked how things interact and how the fairies and uh, I liked how certain things went from. A, but you you got to give you. I said this before and I said it time and time again. You got to give the actor and the actresses props because if they're on, I mean, if they just sell it and you know just just mail it in even if the script is good or whatever else it's not, it's not going to be great I mean it'll be okay it'll make a good movie but you're like wow this they didn't really give two shits well I've watched and I've I've watched a few interviews and I've seen some other things uh, online and I can clearly tell you the, the young lady that played Holly and the young man that played Artemis really did care about that uh, and not just based on what I saw in the movie, based on the interviews they had before and after. I listened to some of the interviews they did. They were excited. Dude. They read the books as you know their kids. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, Art- I forgot how old Artemis, uh, the kid that plays Artemis, how old he really is. I know the young lady is almost 18, I believe. I think he's, I forgot how old he was. I looked it up, but he's supposed to be 12. Yeah. And she's like 80-something in the film. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then Gad. Gad's expressions and... and th- th- I can't tell you how much to me it means in a movie when an actor puts everything they got into it and it really sells you the part. I mean, it's just great. Uh, and I loved it. I loved the the connection between Fowl and Dom. I felt like Dom really, really cared for Artemis. Yeah. Uh, like a son, almost. I liked the connection between dad and son because son looked up to dad. He was like the only one he really respected. Yeah. Even Dom. Um, and then I saw uh, through the movie I saw the respect and the admiration between Holly and Artemis as well and what uh, even when Judy Dench had to sit down with Artemis you could tell how you know you could see the how it was coming out coming it was it was great it was really good they knocked down I apologize Rick I know you want to say they knocked it down they did very well on the acting on the portrayal on the you know, I know a lot of shit was done on the green screen and whatnot and everything else, but the, the look, the facial expression to be able to do this as young actors says something. They're really talented. Yeah. I mean, for being, was it a two, two-hour movie, something like that? Yeah. And so many characters. Character development was not that bad. It wasn't great, but you got to know what, who each character was. 
and how they work because they connected the story their past and everything to to this point and so you actually their character development was actually kind of great for the short amount of time that were introduced and see that was the thing i remember telling you about how i felt about the dom guy i thought the character the you know developing the characters of some of the characters wasn't that great they could have given a little bit more time but i think what made up for that was the fact the interaction between him and artemis yeah and that's what made me taken more and you're right they for the little time they spent on giving the background and everything else they went through it kind of quickly but they still gave you a good in-depth of who they were and i mean i could tell you straight out new holly's dad was was supposed to be a thief and, a, and whatever well he, he was the officer supposed to protect yeah he the, betrayed everything yeah. stole the freaking aculus and all this other shit it was supposed to protect it yeah yeah but and, he stole it you know well he didn't steal it he was protecting it but he went to artemis well, they Senior. said he was. They said he was a crook. They they labeled him a piece they of labeled, shit. Yeah, because he lost it. Yeah, and yeah. They thought he. Yeah, so pretty much they labeled him a crook and a thief and everything else, and he was shamed. Yeah, and so that's why Holly was working so hard to, to clear the name and to clear her dad. And I just didn't know Josh's gad part. I thought Josh Gad when I was listening to the story and everything else when he started off, I was like, "Dude, are you a snitch? Are you snitching?" <laughs> And then toward the end and everything that was happening in the movie, I'm like, oh, you're snitching on purpose. Okay, you're, you're, you're not. You're with Artemis' group. As, as a, at first I thought he was against them. And then I was like, damn, this, it, was, it portrayed it like he was a two, no good, nothing, back snitching tattleteller. Yeah. And then when you get to the point and you start realizing, oh, this motherfucker is not. He's being slick. And he's doing this for it because I was like, oh, okay, so... That made me even happier that he was part of the Artemis team. Spoilers, <laughs> and that was that. That made it even better. That was like, okay, I didn't see that coming till now. <laughs> yeah, as much as you don't see it coming, that's how smart Artemis Junior is. I think he was smarter than his dad at times. He when like the would like they said in the movie, he played the the best chess player, beat him in five moves. Yeah, Gad was talking about uh, Maltz was talking about how he did that and how. People underestimate the kid, and that's the first bad thing they do. That's the first mistake. And he, his long game is unbelievable. Yeah. Like I said, playing, like I said, if you can play chess and you're 20 times ahead, I know Miguel and I, we both played. I may be two or three ahead. Miguel might be four or five. Artemis is way over us. Yeah, he beat us in two moves. <laughs> I quit. Open the box. You already lost. Damn. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, other than that, like I said, it was really good that the the actor that they got to play Artemis actually got the, the look right. Uh, like I said, I did like Colin Farrell as a dad. Did a really good job. You can tell he loved his son. He knows the son. You can see that and how he's trying to protect him and 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 wants to bring him into the wants to bring him into the uh, uh, into the into the world that he's in. But he know he thinks the son's not ready. But once he got caught and Artemis had to step in, how smart he was to go ahead and, and take it, you know? You know, just, I can't even begin to tell you how much I was impressed by the movie and all the aspects of everything you just said and how it's really clever, <laughs> honestly. I don't have the words for it. Um, I think one of the things in the movie that got to me was when Artemis Sr. read The Irish Blessing. And as soon as he started talking, I was like, oh, my God. I know exactly what he's doing. I know it. I have it engraved on a ring that my wife gave me because my wife is Irish. 
Uh, so I know exactly what it meant and what it's supposed to mean and how emotional, I mean, how important that is. And then in a movie when Dom gets injured saving Artemis and then Dom, Artemis gave it to him. I know you were like, you're going to get into the feels! <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, mm. give me the feels. I did give me the feels like that because of Dom. I mean, I know he was a character or whatever, but it got me the feels when he started reading The Blessing. Yeah, I didn't and say it was going to be because he was dying. Yeah, and I was like, oh. It's like, that, that's just kind of like, that's awesome. <laughs> so, but then Holly comes back and, what the <laughs> Are you Kinsiman? <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of weird. Like a lot of those. Like we'll go now. We're gonna go a little bit more in detail. Like when you first are seeing the technology of the fairies. That was when the troll was uh, about to attack the humans, and then the fairies they have their police that come out to try to stop shit like that. Especially the trolls because they'll eat everybody. They even said it. It'll eat a human in like two point something seconds, and a fairy in one point something seconds. Yeah. You know, so they're gonna try to stop this troll. And that's where the scientist guy comes in. The, the was it the centaur? Yeah. Right? Half half horse, half human. And he's a very big science guy. And they showed him and he's all telling Holly, Alright, you need to go here and this is what's gonna happen to you and the the heat of the the earth's core that's gonna shoot you all the way this far and everything. And he I was he's like, Oh, I love science. So you know this is the science guy. You know they're gonna give up No, oh, sorry. You know they're going to give him, in the later stories, hopefully a really pushing that they do all the books. You're going to see him later with more toys for Artemis and, and uh, what was the fairy's name? Holly. Holly to use in the future. Because they're part of the team that she's got to report to and everything to find out all these names that her father was trying to f- stop. And so, that, so you got to see that. And they have this... The, the one thing that big thing of the movie was the time stop and you saw how it worked you know what I was waiting for uh, Rodimus to show stop the time <laughs> <laughs> well yeah they st- it puts a dome over wherever they're at and stops the time in that area and they made it more complicated when they were trying to break into Artemis's house and they put the time stop over him but they said time stop around everywhere else but everything inside can keep moving and so that that's how te- that's how high technology they were, and everything. And they use magic and everything because the fairies have magic. And so when they stop, they finally stop the uh, uh, the troll. And then all of a sudden, this this is the men in black aspect because they did mind wipes on whoever saw them. So they did not know about it. They're like, oh, psh. and then the fairies have that little hypnotize with their eyes, and they can manipulate anybody. Which, you find out about Artemis, he's pretty smart on this. Yeah, he remembers what his dad taught him. Yeah. And so, when they caught the troll the first time, so when you said that, that's when you learn about the time stop and everything. Now, when they're trying to get Artemis, they stop time everywhere else, everything's moving in the inside, and then Artemis knows they're doing it, and he shoots it. And this is where it gets kind of complicated, because I'm curious, what did those fairies die or did they just get shot into a different moment in time? I don't know. That's I was wondering that too. I don't. Know. I don't know. Because you know what I'm talking about. Because the time yeah, was unstable. Yeah, it was unstable, and it started sucking them in. They're like, "Oh, we lost another one. Oh, we lost another one." And I'm still wondering. This is like some of the bad parts in the movie where I'm like, "Well, why are you leaving the fairies by it?" 
You know what I'm saying? The fairies are gone, my brother. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Like you see him fight. Like Artemis learns how to use the guns with no problem, and how to turn it into a shield or a gun. Teaches Butler. Hope he's not around. Yeah, exactly. You about to get killed? <laughs> Beat up? <laughs> don't ride the horse either. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh, like I said, it's interesting how it is. And Artemis, like right away, starts. He finds out just by looking where his dad's at. Two clues. Boom. Finds his journal. And then finds out more about the fairies world and everything. And then realize. As when Butler says. This is the world your father's been working with and everything. And Artemis is like. Oh my god. This is. The, all this was real. He's starting to remember all the stories his dad tells him. And then all of a sudden. He's already plotting what he needs to do to find what he needs to find. It's real. All of it's real. <laughs> and he. The, you know. He even planned it out. That they were going to bring in Josh. Josh Gad's character mm-hmm. and he already he was already five steps ahead he already knew he was alright they're coming in he needs him to open up the safe Artemis didn't know where the safe was but he knows they were going to bring somebody to try to find what they mm-hmm. need to find and he even said like oh someone's in the thing oh someone's in the in the in the viewing in the the paint the was it the where all the paint uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the art room or whatever uh-huh. And then the other thing goes, the Artemis like, oh, let him open it. I need him to open it. Like, Artemis was, like, mm-hmm. ahead of it. Yeah, he knew exactly what he wanted to do. Like I said, his long game was way in advance. Like, I had no idea he knew all this was going on, and he knew, I need him to do this. I'm like, so this is the plan. And God, God, Gad was even telling you. He already had all this planned out. He already knew what he wanted to do. It was like, holy crap. And then it was, Gad's character's hilarious. Oh, yeah, yes. Because... One, yes, he opened up the safe for him to get that. looks like an acorn, but it actually can pull anybody from one spot to another. It's like a teleportation thing. Mm-hmm. But what was funny is, is that when he found it and everything, he, he flat out told Artemis, oh, they know I, they know you have it because they put a little camera on his on his eye, you know, because they have that that technology whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. when all of a sudden it goes, oh, the what's her name, when she was finally trusting Artemis, Holly, and she looks at, they're all looking at the troll coming in that they're going to try to take out Artemis and everything. And she goes, I need my gun. And you see Butler reaching, trying to find the gun. And then oh, yeah. Gad yeah. pulls yeah. the gun. <laughs> okay. The dude is a freaking criminal. Okay, he's good at swiping shit. Yeah. He was trying to rob freaking Commander Root stuff when <laughs> she was trying to work uh, his deal to go into the house. Like, why are you picking my wallet? Sorry. <laughs> of course it happened. <laughs> God, yeah, Josh, I told you, man, he's freaking hilarious. And then he, like, opens his mouth and goes to the, and starts shooting dirt out. Like, holy crap! Now, that's where it gets disturbing, yes. You see, he's he's a dwarf. Dwarfs uh, are known for digging. Yeah, they're known for digging. And everybody's like, you're not a dwarf because he's, he's normal size. Uh-huh. Well, his whole wish is just to become a dwarf and shrink. Go back to normal. Well, the, the disturbing part about him being... The dwarf, yeah. You you see him open the mouth, and he's used his mouth like a an excavator. But it's where it, the dirt's going, coming out from when he's digging. Coming out the pooper. <laughs> <laughs> the pooper. And you see everybody standing behind there, just dirt and rocks shooting out of his ass, hitting somebody. And I'm just thinking about it. y'all know where this is coming from, right? And they're just standing there. Sorry about that. 
Yeah, it's freaking hilarious, man, because it's like, it's coming out the ass. <laughs> so is it brown when it comes in and darker brown when it comes out? That's <laughs> fucked up. I'm, I'm just wanting to know. But yeah. <laughs> and then... Go ahead, Rick. Yeah, and you have the bad guy that has Colin Farrell. That's what the whole thing is trying to get his dad back. And has that scrawny voice. And that's where I thought it was Judy Dench at first because no. of the way she talks. But I was like, no, there's two different kind of... Yeah, it's a freaking pixie. The bad person's a pixie. Or a fairy. I think it's a pixie. But even Colin Farrell tells you that this person's abilities are beyond. It's ama- It's like he respects her because she's brilliant. Yeah. So it's going to take someone like Artemis to beat her. Uh, junior, that is. Uh, but I'm curious to see what she looks like. Yeah. She's got that creepy Voldemort-looking wearing hood shit. Darth Vader. Oh, I mean, she needs the... Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's really cool. I love the fact that Artemis called her. Knew how to reach her. Yeah. Like, how the fuck you know that? Off of a phone to whatever she had. Yeah. And that's how it was at the end. He calls her and says, hey, we're coming to get you. We're going to yeah. stop you. I don't but, know how he did that, but he did that. But you find out how far into the whole world of it is because she had her double agent they pulled him out of prison and then made him an officer you know for her and I was like I was like it's someone in the council of the higher ups that's doing this yeah <laughs> little lot of twists and, twists and turns there bro <laughs> like so much twists and turns in this movie and everything. Yeah, you know that one dude's an asshole and he was now you know he is responding to that dirty pixie. Yeah. Bastard. Uh, and then, you know, when it finally went out, like I said, everything was going apeshit everywhere. You see fairies being pulled in from the time warp, shooting onto a different area. Uh, somewhere, I don't know where they went to, it disappeared. And then the only thing that kind of makes me wonder now, and I've mentioned to you before, was the boat guy. Remember when the boat was coming over and the yeah. time freeze froze him? But then when it broke down, so he's now going to fall. He's already off the boat because of the way the wave's going. Right. And Holly catches him and puts him back on the boat, mm-hmm. but doesn't mind wipe him. Yeah, true. I wonder if that does play a part later on. That's what I'm wondering about. I wonder if that's going to come around and bite them in the ass later. Yeah, nobody's going to believe that guy. He's an old drunk ship captain. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but I don't know. Like I said, once it got to the end, it was it was great. He's the guy with the with the plank arms and the plank legs from Family Guy. R. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all in all, like, what would be? We kind of done pretty much the whole the whole movie just right now. But there's a lot of stuff in the middle that we didn't mention. Uh, there's two butlers because there's but, uh, the butler, which is the normal guy, but then the his daughter, which is supposed to be the same age as Artemis, is another butler. That also knows how to fight and everything as well. Uh, there was also the scene where, like we talked about, where the iron, uh, iron, iron, Irish blessing was done mm-hmm. because the, the, the troll got in the house. Uh, they used the chandelier to hit the troll, but when the troll fell down, it was about to fall on top of Artemis. Butler jumps and pushes Artemis out the way, and he's the one that gets crushed. And that's when Artemis looks at him and like I said he gets the feels Artemis because that's the Artemis looks at him like as a father as well because he takes care of him while his dad was away and so Artemis just looks at him and just starts giving him the Irish blessing and like I said that's where Miguel kind of gets the feels 
I said he was crying. He saw the tear come up and he sat there staring at it like Chuck Norris to bring it back. Chuck, what? <laughs> I get no feels. You ain't getting me. It's like, <laughs> but like I said, all in all, it was really good on how they did it. And uh, there's a lot of bad, obviously, because they there's, they could have done a little bit more on character development. They could have added a lot more to the story. I know for a fact my brother watched it and he was all he hated the movie. He's like, I don't like this, but this is my brother. <laughs> I'm sorry, my bro. Sorry, bro, but we already know how you are. Yeah, you gotta quit being so negative, bro. Come on, man. It's like all in all, like Miguel, what did you what did you give the movie? As well, a I'm gonna go with the Eric rating and say it was crap and not to get <laughs> No, the movie was great. And earlier you guys heard me how much I liked Scoob from the last episode. And this movie's good. This movie's real good. I can't fanboy it out because number one, I'm not a fanboy. I've never read the books, never seen the movies. This is my first impression of it. I get a 7.5. And I might even give it higher than that. Maybe even get it closer to an 8. Because to the point that the movie was good enough for me that it made me want to go out and find the books. And now I want to read the books. Um, so I, I may, may even go, I'll say 7.75. It's that damn good. It's rewatchable. It's re- enjoyable again. It's, it's Even if you know what's happening, it's still rewatchable. And very, it's like Harry Potter's very first episode. That's what I take this to. Uh, that's how it makes me feel. Like it's another adventure that I would love to watch it go the full run. Just so I can see what happens. And... Like I was telling you earlier, I still think there's going to be something that goes on between Artemis and and, and, and Ollie Short. Yeah, uh, I, not old Artemis, young Artemis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's interesting to me. Uh, see what that's actually going to be a plot line down the down the road. But yeah, I went looking for the books, and so that tells you right there that if Mig One wants to go find the books and read, which by the way, Mig One does read. In case y'all don't know, I do read a lot. Uh, that Just says something. Just looking at the pictures in the Playboy doesn't mean... What the hell? (laughs) I don't subscribe to those filthy magazines, sir. If you go to my house right now, you will see my library of books that I've read. From Stephen King, Dean Koontz, Joe Hill. Yeah, that's a lot of horror fan fiction, you think. But then you go down and you'll see my Michael Crichton books. And you'll see my, uh, of course, more horror. (laughs) But then you'll see my other books like Return to Oz and, you know, all those stuff. So I do read a lot. Uh, I do like books. And then you go to his, his stash underneath the bed. What the hell? Playboy. I Harry Potters <laughs> and my uh, Percy Jacksons and my, <laughs> and my uh, Tom the Cat or Pete the Cat. And <laughs> no, there's more Playboy, Penthouse. What's the other ones? I don't know. You should know. You obviously know two of them. You know more of those than that? What is that? Jugs? Fat asses? I'm just naming <laughs> shit. I don't know. I don't know the recipe. I don't subscribe. <laughs> what, what is this? You almost went into uh, uh, the Golden Child. Chunky asses? <laughs> but no, man. So, yeah, I'm actually going to go out and look for the books. I want the books now. I want to read. And I really do hope they go forward with this series and do all the movies. And I do hope they keep the people intact to do it because I like the actors and the actresses in the movies from the science guy all the way up to Artemis. I like them all. And I'm very curious to see who they get to portray the evil pixie fairy, whatever the hell she is. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to this too and hopefully it's going to be more than just two movies hopefully it'll you know be a good I think series you be a good person for it I think because she's English too maybe Emma Watson 
Or maybe even uh, the girl that played Luna Lovegood from Harry Potter. Or even, no, uh, the girl that played Ginny Weasley. I think she'd be a good cast. She's still short and... Uh, the w- the one that Harry that uh, Harry married at yeah, the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, I can't think of her name. For uh, she's real. actually kind of tall. Is she tall? Well, then probably Luna. Luna's still short. Yeah, she's she? still short. See, I could see that. I could see one. Of the, it's going to be an English or an Irish person. You got you got to feel that way, you know. Yeah. I'm thinking they want to keep it that way, uh, but I think it would be amazing. Uh, somebody who, like I said, I think some of these actors on the main are a little older, but the reason why I suggest them watching number one, she's English, but. She's really gotten pretty good at her acting skills and whatnot, and I think she might bring something to the show. Uh, but there's a lot more people out there you could probably go for other than her. But I would like to see her in a sinister role. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, like I said, I'm in the same boat. I'm like, you know what? Well, we've always seen her in all these other type of movies that yeah, she's been doing. A, I want to see her be a bad guy. It's kind of like when you watch Anne Hathaway and she does that one movie where she's a bad girl. She's got all those issues, and she's yeah. like, Havoc, I think is what Yeah, Havoc. Yeah, that was just like totally weird out of it because you've seen her as Ella Enchanted and the Princess, and I just, so you're like, what the hell? It just is just a shock. Like, you're like, where's this Anne? Hath- what what did you do with Anne Hathaway? Yeah, <laughs> who is this filthy beast? And can we get the real Anne Hathaway back? <laughs> I need Princess Mia Thermopolis, <laughs> <laughs> from, from from Genovia. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like I'm. Also, I'm gonna give it a seven point five, not uh-huh. as high as we go, but you know, I have a seven point five. That's my rating for it. You've seen it more than I have, and I've seen it twice. Uh, but like I said, seven point five to me is, uh, it, like I said, we, it's not a perfect ten. It's not the, it's not the nine. Yeah, you know, yet. it's not, uh, it's not an eight yet. I hope when they make the next ones, they can push it up to go higher on us. If they follow the books, because uh, again, I haven't read it yet. I mean, you know Harry Potter was about wizarding and everything else, and you know they weren't going to win no Oscar. You know this already. Yeah. Um, I got a feeling that if they do these, if these books are done right, these uh, to movies, I mean, I may be wrong. I, it may not have that je ne sais quoi, whatever you need to garner an Oscar, but I think if you the plot is done right, I think you really make it very captivating and make it a strong case for a Golden Globe or something. Yeah. I think, honestly, I think that, I mean, Colin Farrell... Should go, I mean, he wasn't in this movie enough. So I would say Judy Dench garnered e- easily Best Supporting Actress uh, yeah. for her role in this movie. And I would think that possibly even Holly Short or Artemis could get Best Supporting. I mean, Artemis is supposed to be the main character, so he's the main actor. Um, right now, he wouldn't win anything for actor against anybody that are out there right now. Yeah. But if they continue the series and it continues to get more deep and he can do complex character and he continues to develop that and he does that with that character, oh yeah, there's an actor, there's an award for that young man down the road. And I think the same thing goes for the short, uh, short uh, Laura McDonald, and the same thing as well for Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell can add probably a Colin Farrell and Judy Dench add so what I'm looking for legitimacy to this film. I think is what you thought when you first saw the names. When you watch the movie, then you'll be like, well, shit, these two young actors here and Dom and Josh Gad make the film legitimate. That's the difference. Yeah, They like didn't need the Judy Dench or the Colin Farrell to help make it legitimized. Yeah. They did it on their own. That's yeah. why I guess it's high Yeah, and Gad, oh, my God, his character just... You know, I'm not like, a big fan of him. Really he not. Did, he did a good job, though. I, I'm not a big, big fan of Josh Gad. I like him some portrayals, but I actually liked him as this. I loved his character. It was 
It was perfect. And he made good. him. He made that character sneaky. Like you knew he was a. Th- he made it perfect thief. Yeah, he played a a wussy ass <laughs> troll, and everything he did, I believed. Dwarf, not troll. I believed everything about that persona, who he was, one hundred percent. Like the Artemis perception uh, him being a criminal mastermind, kind of, hmm, hmm, I don't feel it yet. You kind of make him feel kind of like a good guy. <laughs> but Josh Gad's character, oh yeah, 100%. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And Judy Dench's hardcore, hard nosed pixie leader? Oh, definitely. The commander? Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, you can tell. Yeah. What she said, she was 800 years old? Yeah, yeah, she's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, oh no, that was you know as a summary, uh, as a summary for both of us put together, it's a seven point five altogether. Uh, other than that, it's, it's a recommend go if you have Disney Plus, check Artemis Fowl. Yeah, I recommend it to my kids already, and I recommend this to all families, even though it has a dark thing to it because of the, the you know there's no picture of someone dying. Yes, you see people getting hurt and whatnot, but it's still a really good family movie. I think, I think it it. it Shows family, you know, has some family, has his friends. It's a little bit more grown up than it would be for a kid kid movie, but I think it's still a really good family movie about adolescent teens and yeah, and, and, and family and dads and moms. I think is that good, yeah. So, and like, as an older adult, a grandpa, I can tell you, as a grandfather, I love the movie. It's cool, cool. Like I said, we recommend it. Watch this movie. Like I told you, my grandson's already watched Scoob like six times. <laughs> and I've seen when he gets older and he can understand these things, he'll probably like this movie too. Probably. Probably. I was like, all right, uh, that's all we kind of have for this week. It's gonna it's a short show. It's not really long. Uh, uh, is anything else uh, you want to add, Miguel? Well, yeah. Blade Trinity, still the best one of all three. Just going to put that out there. <laughs> I watched them again. Original Blade, good. Blade 2 was like, what the fuck was they thinking? Blade 3 was good again. They brought it back. I think the introduction of Drac, uh, a.k.a. Rory from uh, Legends of Tomorrow, <laughs> was great. Uh, you know, we got it on our voodoo's. I had to watch it again. Curious, though, believe it or not, we have some movies on here. We could probably do another one. Uh, probably do another review of one of these movies down the road, if you think about it. But, yeah, we'll talk about it. But, no, that's all I got. I mean, I, like I said, it's been a nice, quiet Tuesday. <laughs> got a little headache there for a little bit, so I apologize. I stepped away for a moment. I had to go cool off a little bit. I felt like I was going to vomit. But uh, I enjoy hanging out and just talking with you, Rick. I'm glad that as Critical Thinking Podcast grows that we're follow us on Anchor, Podbean, Stitcher, wherever we're at. Uh, obviously, we haven't gotten everything set up like we wanted it yet. Pretty soon, uh, pretty soon, iHeartRadio. Since I found the RS feed, I can actually nice. submit it. We have, uh, we're on YouTube again. We're gonna start blasting that back out there. You're probably gonna get overloaded with all the tweets and stuff. We come out from you. Um, our sponsor has said there's big things coming here down the road. So we understand, you know, COVID threw a lot of wrench into things. So we're hoping that we see him in August, and that's gonna, and if that comes true, that's gonna really, really upgrade everything we do. Uh, from what I had our discussion with him, but again, we don't want to put that out there because of everything that's happened. We don't want to, you know, we want to say it, oh, and then it doesn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna wait to see. But I'm excited. I lo- like I said, love doing the show. Love the fact that everybody continues to support us and listens to us. Uh, it's great, man. I, I enjoy it, and hopefully, uh, we talk some more shit down the road. At the same time, don't forget to follow me on uh, uh, Timeout Entertainment when I do my football show with my boy Matt. Timeout Entertainment on Lone Star Gridiron Network. 
Uh, we talk sports, football, NFL, everything like that. And we also pimp out Critical Thinking Podcasts. I'm on there, so you'll see me put it out. Uh, and, you know, we do everything else. And Rick is always out there doing stuff for Red Iris. So please go out and follow Red Iris. They are friends and friends of the show. Uh, I know Rick tweets out a lot about it. We tweet about him on Critical Thinking, and I do as well when I can. Um, we're not trying to inundate you with all kinds of stuff, Red Iris or whatever. We just want you to be aware of some good people we know. And that's why we do a lot of tweeting for them on their behalf. Uh, and you see me tweeting a lot of this stuff and everything else. So, you know, just mentioning people. Beyond the Dawn, again, thank you so much for your love and your loyalty to us. We appreciate it. We will never forget, we'll never forget you. Uh, we'll always be with you. <laughs> uh, you know, WBL's immediate. Thank you for still being out there. And, uh, you know, that's all I got to say. I just want to, I'm just thankful and grateful to all the people that we have in our corner that have stayed with us on this magic ride that we start off with. You guys start off with two to three to four to five, down to four, back to three, and now they're just us two. Yeah. And we're still going. Yeah. And we're still going strong. Actually, I think we've gotten stronger now. Honestly, I believe we would bring back, if we were able to have the opportunity to bring back Kyle back, I think we'd be back being even better again. But I think between you and me, we do a pretty good, damn good job and bringing in guests and whatnot. It's great. People love listening. People love listening to us, which is really cool. Yeah. And I, you cannot, if you stop and think about that, Rick, I mean, that's really overwhelming and that's high praise coming from for you and myself to understand and I'm not dragging the feels <laughs> that people out there like listening to us to you we say thank you and God bless you and thank you so much and Rick you want to add anything on before I get ready to tie us off uh, no, like I said, you pretty much threw everything all out there in that one good thing. I was, I was gonna ask. I was like, I was like, thanks to all your listeners out there, and he's coming in. Thank you for listeners, and you know, God bless y'all for uh-huh. still keeping us alive. You know, and just like Rick's woman's vagina things, we're tying it up. Shut the fuck your <laughs> this your boy Big One. And this is Rick the Rizzo. We out. Well, you know what, guys? That's a hell of a show. If you really like Critical Thinking Podcast, then you need to make sure you follow everybody that's involved with this. So I'm going to give you a quick heads up on who our lovable sponsors are. We are brought to you by Tanks Paintball. Tanks Paintball, where you can shoot everyone in the ass and it's perfectly legal. Out on Southwest Freeway, Richmond, Texas. And now, and now, our new, new, big-time sponsor. Put your hands together for the black man out of Atlanta, Georgia. The true showtime. The True Showtime. That's right. He is now sponsoring us. Can you believe that shit? By the way, that's our sponsors. And if you really love listening to us, you can catch us everywhere. You can catch us on our radio stations, Beyond the Dawn Radio. You can catch us on WBLZ Media slash Iconic Radio. You can catch us on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, and Anchor. We're everywhere, peeps. So I'm the Majesticus. I'm Rick. We out. Thank you for joining us. Thinking shit through one podcast at a time.